Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast, your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussions throughout your week with your friends and with your family. My name is David Tremaine, and I'm the digital resource curator for Faith to Go. And I'm Charlotte Pressler, and I'm the youth missioner for the Episcopal Diocese of San Diego. And here we are, uh, getting into Advent. So exciting. This coming week. Mm-hmm. My goodness. David, I have a question for you. Yeah. Just popped into my head. Oh, great. <laughs> At St. Andrews, uh-huh. are you guys a blue church or a purple church? I have no idea. You don't know. No, I've we're never gonna, been there for Christmas. Or we're going to need to ask the Reverend I, Mary Lynn Colson. I think blue is okay. my guess. I'm just guessing blue. Okay. We do need to ask Mary Lynn. Maybe, you know, I'm going to ask her if she'll be on the podcast next week. That's a great idea. Yeah. Because uh, we have to know the answer to that question mm-hmm. and her reasoning behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just guessing blue. So we'll see what happens when we ask her okay maybe we could phone a friend we could phone her we could call her just to ask that one question <laughs> or we can ask or her we next can just week. ask her to be on the podcast yes uh we'd love to know if you're a blue or a purple church right what about you um christ church is a blue church oh so all growing up we were a purple church and then about six or seven years ago we switched to blue yeah <laughs> um well, speaking of Advent, thank yes. you everyone for tuning in for this week leading up to Advent 1. Propers are over. Christ the King happened. So happy Pantocrator, Christ the King of the universe. And now back to baby, now back to infanthood. Back yes, to not <laughs> in yet. We're expectantly waiting. Yes. <laughs> right. So Jesus uh, has, has gone. It's kind of a Benjamin Button type situation. Mm-hmm. Jesus has gone from fully realized king of the universe to unborn baby. Uh, And that's our cycle, you know? Mm -hmm. It's an important cycle. This is what we're going to talk about today. So we're not going to get too much into that. Uh, But this is our podcast leading up to Sunday, November 28th. Um, But before we get into the gospel, we have a listener email to share with a God sighting. Our uh, faithful listener, Tim, from Pennsylvania Send us an email with uh, some uh, feedback and his own ideas about a podcast that we had a f- couple months ago now about mm-hmm. the Syrophoenician woman. So thank you, Tim, for your feedback and for your interpretation of that gospel. Uh, but Tim also uh, sent us a God sighting. So Charlotte, what was Tim's God sighting this week? I have to tell you that as I read Tim's email, it was a beautiful God sighting all about his children and not just their, his children, but their presence in church and the connection that he felt both to his child and to others around him. Mm-hmm. And Tim's ability to receive the love of God as he experienced it through his child and then turn around and share it with others. Mm. It was lovely. Yeah, so good. Tim has a nine month old, mm-hmm. right? And a seven year old. And... Uh, he was talking about experiencing that that kind of amazing, compassionate, loving presence through his nine month old, and then his seven month, his seven year old, kind of encountering this new baby, you know, in their life. And I love that. I have a ten month old, mm-hmm. Fritz, Fritzy, and uh, it's just so true. It's just so amazing to be in the presence of like a small baby like that, because especially at ten months old, he's like so interactive. But also just like incredibly present. Every, nothing really matters except this one thing he's like holding in his hand or chewing on or the person he's looking at or, yeah. you know. So it's like such such like like raw presence. 
Right. And like it's love and love, wonder. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. every smile is like so authentic and joyful, mm-hmm. you know. So I love that. Thank you, Tim, for sharing that, uh, helping us see God in all those little babies and in our children and in one another through them. So wonderful. So we would always uh, love to hear from you. What's your God sighting this week? What was, uh, if you have any questions or comments from this week's uh, faith discussion or reflection in your life, we'd love to hear that. Um, you can always email us, faith2go at edsd.org. You can contact us through our website, myfaith2go.org. You can contact us through or follow us on or tag us uh, in Instagram, in an Instagram post, uh, at faith 2 go And we also now have a new way that you can contact us. This is so exciting. Yes, we have a call-in phone number that you can just call and leave your, leave your comment, your question, or your story, or your God sighting. Uh, in a voice memo, a voicemail, uh, and that number is 562-384-7638 or 562-FTG-POD-8. Um, so you can you can call us 562-384-7638, and we would love to hear any of your stories or comments or God sightings. So now we will get into this week's gospel for Advent 1 in year C, a new liturgical year, everyone. Uh, which So this is also the new year for the lectionary. It's from Luke chapter 21, verses 25 to 36. Charlotte will read it, and then uh, we'll have some context, and then we'll each highlight a point from the gospel this week. Jesus said, There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on the earth distress among nations, confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Then he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they sprout leaves, you can see for yourself and know that summer is already near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Be on guard so that your hearts are not weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life, and that day catch you unexpectedly like a trap. For it will come upon all who live on the face of the whole earth, Be alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that will take place and to stand before the Son of Man. All right. This is, I mean, I feel like this really encapsulates how we approach culturally the holiday season. (laughs) Right? Um, Yeah, I feel like a lot of car commercials feature a lot of these things, roaring waves, distress among nations, you know, big giant bows, things like that. Um, So, okay, here we are, Luke chapter 21. Obviously, we're not in Mark anymore. Matthew, Mark, Luke, this is Luke's year. That's why we're hearing from Luke in year C. And uh, and we're jumping all the way to the, almost the end of Luke's gospel. Luke chapter 21 is the very, these these verses are the very end of chapter 21. Then chapter 22 is the Passover. And then Jesus is arrested, and then we're on to the Passion. So 
Um, we're going to hear, this is the end of Luke's gospel where Jesus is kind of having these, you know, foretelling this kind of, end, these endings and beginnings. And then in other readings in Advent, uh, we're going to go back to Luke chapter 3 where uh, it's talking about John the Baptist foretelling the coming of Jesus, mm-hmm. so some more foretelling. And then Luke chapter 3 again where, where uh, John is kind of exhorting um, the Pharisees and the Jewish leaders uh, in, in his expectation. And then Luke chapter one, talking about Elizabeth and Mary, the Magnificat. Um, and, and finally actually getting to Mary, which is like the story we usually associate with Advent, but that's true every year. It's like, we're always talking about, we're always thinking about like Mary and Joseph in this infant infancy narrative, but that we never really get that until right at Christmas time. Mm -hmm. Everything else is all this kind of eschatological big kind of, see changes in the world and Jesus foretelling all these destructive things and John the Baptist yelling at people in the desert. And, you know, it, it's, I think it's so good because we, it forces us to like break out of this kind of like consumerism kind of capitalistic way of going about Advent (laughs) where Mm -hmm. we're like busy and doing things and this and that and the other thing. Um, so anyway, that's those are the that's kind of an overview of the readings for all four weeks, and those are the kind of themes. It's all about this again. So Advent is this kind of expectation of something coming. Um, for Mary, it's a baby. For Jesus, it's this kind of like huge like shifts in creation and changes and destruction, and of also and as we'll talk about here, leaves sprouting and new things. So, um, and then there's also this kind of like in that expectation uh we also also we also always try to like bring this kind of like quiet dark restful kind of feeling Mm. towards to advent as well and it's a rest that is not like a passive rest but like an active one so jesus is like in jesus's words do not let your hearts be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness but maybe we could think about that more like may your rest may your resting be full of presence Mm. you know like it's not like sit on the couch and scroll through instagram but like how could you be like in your body present in your resting so that it is fulfilling you know rejuvenating uh heading into this kind of into the springtime into you know the next seasons of the church year so i think it's um i think that it's that kind of like And in this moment, you know, there's like, there's ways that we could think about rest as like an act of resistance, especially in this time when things are supposed to be really busy, we're supposed to be traveling, we're supposed to be buying things, we're supposed to be doing this thing and that thing and the other thing. It's really hard to, to stop and rest. It's Mm -hmm. really hard to rest and be fully present and not be thinking about all the things we should be doing or buying or making. Uh, And so I was just thinking about this nap ministry. Yeah. You know this? I do. Um, so I just wanted to highlight this, uh, this, um, woman named, uh, Trisha Hersey and she has this website called, uh, the nap ministry dot wordpress.com. Um, and you can go check it out. She, it's like this idea of, of rest as an act of resistance, you know, be kind of like anti-capitalist mm-hmm. like her blog, her, the, the top post right now is how will you be useless to capitalism today? <laughs> <laughs> Well, David, as you were talking about it, though, and you were saying it's an active rest and not like a scrolling through Instagram kind of rest. 
I thought to myself, it's not an active rest. It's a nourishing rest. Mm-hmm. Right? Like that that's I think what we're called to in this is yeah. to feed ourselves with the things well that feed us. Mm-hmm. Um and I love to think of Advent that way. Advent is possibly my favorite season of the entire church year. Yeah. Um I don't want the other seasons to feel bad, but probably. And part of it is this nourishing rest opportunity. And so as I lead into the season of Advent, I usually pick out what an intentional practice is going to be for me as I'm in that season of waiting Mm -hmm. um, and how I'm going to nourish myself as I prepare um, for Jesus's birth. Because the other pieces, like you named Instagram, but certainly all of the other hustle and hubbub and all of those other things, that's distracted resting. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so I really try as best as I am able and absolutely everybody knows I'm not perfect, but I try as best as I'm able to live into that land of nourishing rest mm-hmm. instead of distracted rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. So here we are, Advent 1, getting into these themes, getting into this season, and a lot of the things we just talked about will be, are, are the things we'll highlight in this reading, and I'm guessing in other mm-hmm. ones as well. And so I, th- I have the first point for this week, and my point is about this um, This first kind of, this. you could say this reading is kind of in three parts. It's this first one about like the signs, the sun, the moon, the stars. The next one is this metaphor of the fig tree. And the last one is this kind of exhortation to be watchful, to be aware, to be on guard in in this translation's language. Um, I'm going to focus on this first part. Um, this whole thing about the signs and the sun, the moon and the stars, the earth distress among nations and roaring of the seas and waves, people fainting from fear. And foreboding of what is coming upon the world. And so that's an interesting, like, uh, that's, that is the fearful, anxious expectation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, fear and foreboding are about what is and is to come. And, and so it's interesting that I, I think just like the, it's kind of jarring to be moving back and forth in this whole reading between like Jesus being like, there people will be fainting out of fear. But also, look at this nice fig tree. So it's just kind of like it's kind of jarring the way that Jesus goes is going back and forth between these things. But um, I think he's being uh, he's being authentic to the, our experience of reality mm-hmm. and the world and his, you know, and thinking about his the whole history kind of of his people and his nation, his uh, this kind of view as an indigenous person of what has come and gone from his land, um, the land of his ancestors and you know, these, these kind of like huge big shifts in like, oh, well, there's this power that's occupying us and now we're liberated and now we're oppressed again. And now it's like this whole like large scale thinking of creation and the world. And I, I would also say then that what I think, I think we have us, we have, um, I think, I think I find myself often kind of defaulting to this idea that when we talk about eschatology or the end times uh, and thinking about that kind of feel in Advent in these Advent readings I have a sense and I think we have a generally a sense in kind of our popular theology and thinking about it of like oh this is like Jesus talking about the end of the world Mm. and it's more in the worlds of in the words of REM the end of the world maybe as we know it but not the end of the world, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the end of all things. So if we kind of back up then and think about this, like 
because there is this kind of, I think it's important to recognize how Jesus is using a metaphor of seasons to talk about this kind of huge shifting mm-hmm. in the sun and the moon and the stars and the roaring of the seas and the waves and all of creation, and the son of man coming in the clouds with power and great glory. It's not like this is happening and then everything ends. It's like this is happening and then it's going to be a new season. And then that season will end and a new season will begin because he goes, well, look at the fig tree. It sprouts. And that's when you know that the season of summer is going to come. But eventually the season of summer will end and we'll be into the fall again. And then we'll be into the winter and the spring and then the summer again. And so I want to tie in then that, that like feeling of, of being of awareness, that kind of active watching and awareness and listening because what Jesus is saying is like in the midst of things of big upheaval and change, what you, what your call is as a disciple, maybe, or maybe what our call is as, as people who like follow Jesus, what our call is as, as activists or as prophetic people is to be ones who in the midst of this fear and foreboding in the Mm -hmm. midst of this season of uncertainty of, of expectation who will be the ones that stand up and ra- stand up and raise raise your raise their heads and can witness to the fact that this destruction is not the end but the beginning of something new you know and it's not like a hopefulness in that we know that we know what that thing will be but there's a hopefulness in the promise of the end itself and that like in the in the in the, in the imagery of the tree this new growth will bear fruit eventually. You know, we don't know what that fruit will look like, um, but we know that it will, that something will happen, you know? And so it, it's like, it's, ha- it's asking us to both hold this possibility of things hoped for as well as the reality of what is true now. You know, these kind of like really traumatic, scary things. Mm-hmm. Can we hold that tension, be in the middle and witnessing and holding space for the unrealized hope and the unrealized end and be sitting in that in-between place. And that's where we are in Advent, mm-hmm. you know, like we're, we're, we're kind of, we've come to the end of a season and we're like awaiting the beginning of something new. And it is that pregnant time where all you can do is wait, but you have to be present in the waiting. You've got to be there, you know? And so Jesus is like, is asking how, how long can you hold this these this fear and foreboding this ending alongside your hope without jumping mm-hmm. to the hope you know or falling completely into the fear like how can you hold them together and see what emerges see what is born in you because that's when newness comes is when we can hold both things yeah it's funny david i had so many responses as you were talking and yet the one that's sitting with me right now is that i was the worst pregnant person (laughs) I really was Uh um, because I'm a terrible waiter Mm -hmm. I'm a very patient person which sounds counterintuitive right Mm -hmm. but the waiting for things I'm an action-oriented person so Mm -hmm. I'm always looking for what is it that's going to arrive Mm -hmm. and so that act of patiently waiting for something and being pregnant, mm-hmm. but even though you know that that is a, a waiting of hope usually, mm-hmm. um, was really, really hard for me. And as I was listening to you talk, I don't mention that I was a terrible pregnant person just because it's funny, even though it is. Um, 
but because waiting is hard for all of us mm-hmm. and how we choose to wait is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I love this imagery of yours um, about raise up your head. Mm-hmm. And that is for me, what I notice in this gospel is that is the continuity of the nearness of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Because in this, we hear the word near is actually in here a fair number of times. Um, and it's talking about all of these horrible things that are going to happen. And then it says that your redemption is drawing near. And then when the leaves sprout on the trees, we have that summer is already near. Um, and so it keeps happening. And repetition to me is always intentional when language is like that. It's saying, noticing, notice this. I want you to notice this because I've now said it over and over and over again. So what is near? The kingdom is near mm-hmm. all the time. And I think that it's interesting to me that after all of this big, scary language that we get in the first section of this reading, that then Jesus tells a parable that's about sprouting and new growth and super approachable and welcoming um, before going into the next piece. Mm-hmm. And that's because as a human being, it's easier to notice God's presence in times of joy and growth than it is to notice God's presence or the kingdom's presence when things are really hard and falling apart. Mm-hmm. And what sat with me or what I wrestled with probably because this was a wrestle this week's gospel was the call to notice the nearness of God in all of the places. When we are in this season of expectant summer and when everything is crumbling around us and, you know, everybody is at war and their seas are crashing and all of that, that the kingdom is still near and all of that. Mm-hmm. And that line that you used at the end and that stands up for me also is raise up your heads mm-hmm. because when you're looking down, you can't see anything. Mm-hmm. Thing about you as a terrible pregnant person. <laughs> um, you can ask Tim, it's true. <laughs> <I> bet, <yeah. laughs> is that I think, I think that is the, I think there is a disconnect between how we culturally talk about being pregnant and the experience of it. Mm. Because I think what is truest, what is true about pregnancy is this, is this holding of tensions that we're talking about because it, it's not all just joy and hope and being like this glowing light filled human that is bearing life. Mm-hmm. You know, there is grieving that is happening because a thing, because the season is changing. You know, there is a there is a change in the season, no matter which child you're having, whether it's your first or your eighth. Like if you're having if you're going from a a time when like you and your partner or just you by yourself, when you are alone Mm. to having a child, you're grieving the loss of that life and the expectation of the new life that is coming. And then when you go from like one to two children, you're like grieving the loss of having this just one child that you can focus all your energy on to having two children, which is a big change, and also the excitement of having two children. Mm-hmm. You know, so and I think that's just true all the time. And so so it's like when we when culturally we don't give a nod to how when you're pregnant you're gonna be holding these tensions of grieving loss and ex- hopefully expecting life, we're not we're not being authentic to the experience. Correct. You know? And Jesus is like this and so that's what Advent is. It's like, mm-hmm. what are we, what are we grieving the loss of? And in the grief, 
recognizing that there is a glimmer of something new emerging and that and that that is like that that is the nearness of the kingdom you know that is like that that maybe we have to kind of live into the into the fact that the kingdom is always going to be near and never completely realized mm. and that 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 there is hope in that that maybe our hope isn't that someday it'll just completely be there but that we're always going to be working towards it and i don't know i just think that i just i just like the the idea that we're always going through these seasons you know it's like this kind of never ending kind of progress you know and this cycle this cycle this cycle of things ending and things beginning and um yeah so i just i love that that idea of like maybe nearness is the hopefulness mm -hmm. you know and and just and just being being able to to live in that un, living in that tension is where the kingdom emerges in us for us so those are our two points for this week uh number one was mine and it was about this idea of raising up our heads and thinking about these themes of advent and the kind of cyclical seasonal nature not that the end times are the end of all things but the end of some things and the beginnings of new things you know so there are endings and beginnings and we're holding the the grief and the hope of that all the time mm -hmm. and charlotte's was like unto it in that uh she was thinking about the kingdom of god and the nearness and that and that we are always called to like in our hope to recognize the nearness of the kingdom and the consistency of the kingdom always being near, you mm -hmm. know, and that we are, we are kind of called to this progression, uh, towards nearer and nearer and nearer and one and the wondering, you know, will it arrive, you know, not knowing for sure, but hoping nonetheless, hoping nonetheless. So, uh, we would love to hear from you. If you have a third point, if you have a story or a comment or a question from your week of faith discussion or reflection, you can always email us, faith2go at edsd.org. You can org. You can contact us through our website, myfaith2go.org. You can uh, tag us or direct message us on Instagram at faith2go. And you can also call us on the telephone, 562-384-7638 or 562-FTG-POD8. <laughs> Um, you would, we would also love for you to continue to, uh, take our, uh, faith to go survey that's still active and alive as we retool our resources and think about, uh, what people are needing in the future in terms of on the go at home resources for your journey. And that's what we're here for. So we'd love to hear from you. You can find a link to that, uh, survey in the description of this podcast. We'll be back next week, uh, to talk about Advent 2 going back to Luke chapter 3 so back to the beginning and until then say goodbye goodbye Bye, everybody, everybody.